Hey everyone, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Bueller, and I'm here with my co-host and twin sister, Brittany. Hey guys. Sorry we're a day late this week. We had a really busy weekend, but we're excited to be starting our NCAA previews this week. And of course, we're starting with none other than our favorite team, the University of Michigan. So Michigan finished the season last year in fifth, and they had a record-breaking year and were poised to make it to nationals and back into the finals for the first time since 2011 when COVID struck and the season ended early. However, the good news is they returned most of their key lineup contributors, and they have a strong freshman class coming in to help them get back where they left off last season. Later in the episode, we'll share our potential lineup predictions and what we think the team can accomplish this season. But first, we're excited to be joined by head coach Bev Plotke and junior Abby Brenner. Heading into her 32nd season as head coach, Bev has led Michigan to 24 Big Ten titles, 24 NCAA appearances, and has coached five gymnasts to NCAA individual national titles. Of course, the latest being the reigning beam queen, Natalie Wojcik. Abby Brenner is a team captain for the Wolverines this season and has been a key contributor on vault, bars, and beam for Michigan with career highs of 9975, 995, and 9925 on those events. She'll be looking to pick up right where she left off and lead the Wolverines to big things this season. Before we get into the interview, we want to take a moment to thank our gold-level Patreon supporters. A big thank you to Cindy M, Bree C, Blake B, Elaine E, Rydog, Faith M, Caitlin P, Kristen R, Lori S, and Sabrina M. With your help, we were able to launch our website last week and begin providing transcriptions for all the interviews that we do. So to check it out, go to allthingsgympod.com, and as always, thank you so much for your support. Without further ado, please welcome to the show, Bev Plocky and Abby Brenner. I wanted to start by talking about last season because you guys had an amazing season. You guys broke your program record at Elevate the Stage with a 19795. So close to the 198 mark, it pains me. <laughs> and then you turned around the next weekend and you basically did it again. You were super close to breaking your record again. And it felt like as the season progressed, you guys just kept getting better and better. You were on track, in my opinion, to be one of the final teams, you know, down on the floor at Nationals. And then COVID happened and the season was canceled. What a buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> so how hard was that for the team, Bev? I mean, it was so heartbreaking. I just, I can't remember a time in my career where I agree with you. I felt like we were absolutely peaking. The team was gelling. We were so fired up to go into the, the confidence was there that we were so ready to go into the postseason and be one of those final teams on the floor. We believed it, we felt it. And then that happens. And so that fire is definitely still there in our bellies. And we've carried that into the season. We know that we have unfinished business. I feel that our, um, our team worked as hard as they could, given the circumstances that we were under since March. And I feel like our preparation up to this point has been really good. I'm very pleased with where we are right now. So we are definitely, you know, if we can stay healthy and stay out of quarantine and all that kind of stuff, I think we're, you know, well, I know we're really excited about getting started with the season. And then what about for you, Abby, because you were having a really good season last year. You were ninth in the nation on vault. You got a couple career highs. I know you got 9925 on floor, 9975 on vault. You were just on a high last season, it seemed like. So how did you take the news when you found out that the season was canceled? Yeah, first of all, thank you. Um, That's really sweet. I think it was just hard for everyone. 
I really actually didn't really think much of just like my season, how I was going. I just felt for the team the most because we were just so, so dang excited just to prove to everyone that we, we can and we're going to be one of those final teams. And I think that was just the biggest shock was just like, okay, our season's ending, but what are we going to do next season and how can we move forward for this? Yeah, the team last year, in my opinion, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I feel like it was one of the best teams that Michigan has ever had. And Michigan has had a lot of really great teams, but how do you feel like this team is going to, this team like this season is going to compare to last year's team? And do you feel like it's going to be easy for you guys to pick up where you left off last year? You know, it's, it's heartbreaking that we can't invite those seniors back to be part of this year with us because we're definitely going to miss them. Um, they were, you know, a big, a big part of what we did last year. But I also feel like the addition of our new freshmen has given us another boost. It's exciting to watch them continue to grow and, and get better every single day in the gym. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we, like I said, our, our training has been going well. We're getting ready to do some inner squads in the gym. We're going to try to do some, I don't know if it'll be technology is not my thing. So I don't know if it'll be Facebook live or, or what it'll be, but we're going to try to put some of that stuff out for people to be able to see, because I think you'll be pretty impressed with uh, both the depth and the level of difficulty that we'll have this year. And then Abby, I know you're one of the team captains this year. Is that right? Yes. So I was wondering what is your role in helping to motivate the team, especially in a time like this where it's kind of weird and there's a lot of uncertainty. What is your role in helping to, you know, keep the team in a positive mindset? Yeah. Um, I like to say my style of training is, you know, having fun, but also working hard and having that right mixture. And so coming to the gym each day, just taking the day for what it is and making sure to have fun, have make sure everyone in the atmosphere is having fun, but also getting to work. And we just have, if you look around the gym, we just have so much talent. So it's just so fun feeding off everyone else and just getting so excited to just see like everyone on every event, just doing bigger and better and getting better. And just, it's so exciting, but as a role for me, just kind of motivating everyone and making sure everyone's having fun, keeping the spirits up and just, yeah, leading the team to some great things. I'll, I'm going to jump in and just and add to that. Abby is one of the most positive, uplifting people and athletes we've had on our team in a very long time. And so it's, you know, we'll be in the middle of practice doing whatever. And you hear Abby, Abby's got a, a coaching voice like I do, and she can be on bars and we'll hear her cheering or screaming for somebody that just stuck a dismount on beam or something. And so yeah, I, th I do think that, uh, you know, just going on what she said, keeping um, everything is so like we keep coming back and telling our athletes, don't do this and you can't do this and, you you know, you can't go out and you can't. Um, it's like we want our practice time to kind of be like everybody's release in our happy place. And Abby does a great job of helping to keep that energy high. Yeah, I was just about to say, I feel like Abby's the perfect person. Oh, <laughs> I think also going off that, you know, just with all the new rules and quarantine and COVID and everything, we don't really get to have that many like outside of practice times where we can have a big group together. So like in the gym, that's our time just to, like bond and see everyone and be together and have fun. So it's kind of also been a transition there too. It's just like every time we're at practice, like we get to see everyone and be together. So just cherishing those moments too. Mm -hmm. And Bev, you, you kind of mentioned the freshmen a little bit. So I wanted to talk about that for a second because you have a lot of talent coming in this year. 
how do you see the freshmen contributing in the lineups this season? You know, it's always interesting because there are the freshmen based on what they did in high school and there are the freshmen on paper and there are the freshmen that haven't competed in a college meet yet. So trying to get them, um, I mean, their, their energy is high. Like, like Abby said, they're getting better every day. They're adjusting to things. I feel for them coming in, you know, being in the dorms is typically the year of like getting to know everybody and walking up and down the halls in the dorm and socializing. And they're not, they're not able to do that. So it is very different for them, which is another reason why we're trying to make the gym kind of everybody's together happy place, but um, watching them transition has been great. They're doing a great job. I I think, you know, again, everybody comes from a little bit of a different situation in terms of what they were able to do over the break. So I feel like now we're really, everybody is just really starting to get pretty much close to being routine ready. I think Carly Bauman is going to be really impressive she impresses me every day. Her beam and her bars are beautiful. But I think what surprises me is that I don't expect her to be kind of a, a power athlete, yet her vaults are beautiful. I think she's going to do a, a really beautiful full in on, on floor this year. Um, so I expect her to be kind of a really good combination of strength and beauty. Um, Raina Gigino from Florida has been a really pleasant surprise. She's somebody that was sort of a late bloomer. She has so much left in the tank, and I think that she's going to start, and she's going to do a great job, but she's going to be an athlete that's going to continue to grow and get better and better and better. Uh, She's got a heart and a passion and a desire to really want to do this. She's like very much a team-oriented person, and so she's blended beautifully. Naomi Morrison from Arizona came in. She had a little bit of a knee injury, so she was out for a while. So her training is going well, but we've kept her more on softer surfaces and brought her along much more slowly than others. But I also think I've seen, especially really in the last month, a tremendous kind of explosion in her in terms of, I think she's, she's feeling more comfortable in this new atmosphere in with the, our new training situation and um, her beams coming along. She had a beautiful Yurchenko one and a half ball. You know, I, I just think she's going to be also a very impressive all around her for us. And then lastly, we have Jenna Mulligan, who's also from Florida, who's a walk onto our program, who I'm seeing development, you know, every day. I think that she has potential to be kind of a depth person for us in a couple of events um, and just excited about them cumulatively as a class. What about like a dark horse for the season or someone that like fans might not necessarily expect? I'm looking at my list. I don't know, Abby, you know, we'll have to confer, I guess, a little (laughs) bit on this one. I think in terms of improvement from last year to this year, um, she just spent a few weeks out because she was near somebody who had whatever with a quarantine. So she's, she's back, but up until that point had been doing so incredibly well is Nicoletta Koulos. I think there's going to be um, somebody that did well last year, but that is going to be really improved and do even that much better, more confidence, uh, more, more skill development. She's in great shape. Uh, who, what, who else do you think, Abby? Um, Nico was the first person that came to my mind too. I just think 
sophomore year is the most exciting year for gymnasts because you had your first year as a freshman, everything's new, new like meet environment and workout environment. And then sophomore year, you have that year under your belt. And then you're just so excited for all that improvement through the summer that Nico was the first person that came to mind for me. I also think Maddie Mariani has potential. Um, you know, she and I had a conversation recently and I just encouraged her to like, you got to like bring it. You have so much talent and, and what you need is the confidence to get out there and just do it. And she's, she's, I've seen a change in her. I think she's a little bit more driven this year, but absolutely the talents there. She could upgrade to a full in on floor, um, upgrade to a, to a year shake of one and a half on vault. Her beam has always been beautiful and solid. Her bars are very, very clean. So I think those two probably, uh, in terms of biggest improvement from last year to this year. Yeah, we were both really impressed with Mariani last season. I feel like she's really consistent and like super clean at every event. So looking forward to seeing her and her improvements this season. Mm -hmm. um, if you had a pick as far as the team goes, an event where you feel like you guys are going to be the strongest this season, what would you pick? That's really, really hard since we haven't even had our first inner squad yet. Um, Gosh, I really feel like we're going to be pretty balanced. We, we're going to have one, potentially two, three, uh, four, five. You're counting the one and a half. We, yeah, we could end up with six. We could end up with six or seven Yurchenko one and a half. Carly is going to do um, a half on front pike, which is also very beautiful. So vault could actually really be... Uh, if we can, we really got to work on um, sticking landings, but vault could could really project up there. But I also absolutely love our floor choreography this year. Uh, you know, I got to give a huge shout out to Myliana, our new assistant. She's done the choreography for the routines and they're like exceptional. When you guys see Gabby Wilson's floor routine, you're going to die. I mean, like, yeah. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, we're going to we're going to try to also well obviously when we do the um sneak you know we'll do a sneak preview but also when we have the floor inner, inner squad you'll get to see and the obviously when you do it at the very beginning and you're worried about tumbling the dance isn't everything it can be but I think as we continue to get more comfortable with tumbling in the routines and they really start putting the personality and the energy into the dance um so I think floor is going to be another event, but we were great on beam last year. I think we have the potential to be great on beam again this year. And, you know, Scott always does a great job on bars too. So I, it's hard to pick. I really think we're going to be a, a strong floor event team this year. That's a good problem to have where you can't pick. Yes, it is. <laughs> And I'm really excited to see the floor routines because we were a little bit crazy, but we like to memorize the floor routines. So usually at the exhibition, we obviously come and we watch, then we go back and watch the broadcast like recording, and then we memorize all of them. So if I can get in there before and see that, then I can have them all memorized before seasons. I want to see you guys doing them in your living room. I think that would be entertaining. I really, I really could. I don't want to because that'd be embarrassing, but I know like all the Michigan floor routines from like the last 10 years. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Well, we, so always, we always feel kind of crazy because we know the routines before the season even really starts, <laughs> which is kind of bad. I, I think it's awesome. <laughs> um, 
So what about an event or an area that you feel like the team can improve on for the season? What do you think, Ab? I don't know. We're pretty, I think we're ahead of the game. We're doing really well right now. I think the unknown is always going to be consistency, right? You, yeah. you know, you have, you see your team in practice and we all know what we're capable of doing, but when it comes, when, the, you know, they always say when you get on the big stage and the lights come on, is the consistency going to be there? And so I would, I don't know that I would say a weakness, but I, right now I would just say an unknown. Right. And so you've been back in the gym for a couple of weeks now. You mentioned maybe having an, an exhibition coming up soon. How are things going in the gym? Are you guys doing full routines and stuff? Uh, we are doing full routines. Um, well, today, actually, at practice, this whole week, we kind of themed our Halloween week. And so we're doing, uh, we've been, we put them into two different Ghosts and Goblins teams. And we're like, sticking landings for points and doing all kinds of different contests. And today our contest is the full floor routine challenge. So if they make a full floor routine today, they will earn five points for their team. So I, we've been doing a lot of tumbling endurance assignments, which the athletes have really liked. And I think it's done a lot for helping us be prepared to do the, the tumbling in the routine. So I think they're gonna be easier. It's always intimidating when you put it out there for the first time, oh my gosh, my first full floor routine. But I think they're gonna be easier for the athletes. I hope we'll, today we'll be pleasantly surprised. But we're, we're doing full routines on everything else, right, Abby? Yeah, I was say we had, we've had beam and bar exhibitions. Yesterday we had like bar routine, basically an exhibition over there with our two groups. Um, and two times through so and then we've had beam ones we were judging beam routines yesterday for our assignments for points so yeah I'm, we're moving our vaults to competition surface so yeah all right there nice and I wanted to ask you Abby how is it getting back into the gym after having some time off because I know some gymnasts they kind of liked having the time off and then for some they had difficulties coming back so how has it been for you yeah. Um, our coaches did a phenomenal job just getting us back and working with our trainer, Lisa Haas, and just kind of getting us on a perfect regimen and schedule of just taking it slow in the beginning and giving us drills and lots of things to do before jumping right into gymnastics and just slowly building up. I think they just did a perfect job of finding ways that we could get back into the gym, but not doing anything too quickly or too rushed. I know Bev and Scott and Miley worked a lot and just doing meetings and constantly doing research of what's the best way and what's the best skills and drills that we can get um, to keep our bodies healthy. So just a big shout out to them. I think it was major on their part. How long were you out for? Because I know it, it kind of depends on where you're at, but like I know here in Michigan, there's gyms that were closed for like five months, I think. So it was a long time. Yeah. So what was the situation for you, Abby? How long were you out for? Um, so we were what March is when it all shut down. So all of March, all of April, I think of end of May, I got into my gym a little bit in Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I came back to Michigan for classes and was out for a little bit. And then we were back what first of July, first, no, like the middle of July is when yeah. we were allowed to start coming in. And, and I have to give a huge shout out to um, Daryl Conway and some of the medical people here at University of Michigan for the job that they did preparing uh, Michigan athletics and our facilities and our campuses and working with all the different, you know, powers that be related to all the COVID stuff to make everybody have a comfort level to allow us 
the privilege really to be able to come back into our facilities. We started at one point, we weren't allowed to have more than 10 people in the facility at one time, including coaches. So we were training in three groups of five athletes plus staff and a trainer. And that, those were some long days, but well worth it. And then we were able to bump it up, uh, you know, slowly. And, it, you know, it probably wasn't until, I don't know, close to August before we were allowed to be in the gym all together at the same time. And that really felt awesome and like, you know, a privilege to be able to do that. And we've just been really careful. We have a staff that that comes through and sanitizes everything twice a day. The athletes sanitize things between events. You should see them out there with their mops and their sanitizing spray. Here at Michigan, we don't let only just, you know, we're, we're making them world ready. They're going to be, they're going to have the cleanest homes and whatever. Um, Love it. We've just been being, you know, really careful, but it, it has been a slow, gradual process, but we're, we're thrilled to be able to be back together, you know, and, and, but we've been in our facility here since probably about the middle of July. Okay. And I know there's kind of a lot up in the air right now. And, you know, as far as the season goes and, you know, having spectators at the meets or, you know, what the schedule is going to look like, but have you heard anything about what the season's going to look like yet that you can share? Well, what I've heard so far is that um, we made a proposal. There's, you know, the big topic has been, are we going to do all comp in conference or are we going to allow out of conference? And my understanding thus far is that we had put together a proposal to continue with the Big Ten format as we've done it in the past, which is we have the two pods of five. So we have five dual meets and then we do the big five meet. And that way in six dates, we're seeing the entire Big Ten. So we're going to stick with that and that would allow us, I guess I should back up. The, the proposal is the, they wanted us to come up with a schedule that would be 70% of our allowable NCAA maximum. So the maximum is 13, 70% of that would be nine. So if we use six dates for the Big Ten schedule, that would allow us three opportunities for non-conference competition. That has passed both the, the SWA committee and the AD committee, but it is right now with the medical committee. And it's not that the medical committee will weigh in on our schedule per se, but it's really the, the testing protocols and whatnot that are gonna be in place and um, making sure that it is actually doable to have non-conference competition. I, I think, I am very cautiously optimistic that we will proceed with a nine date schedule, six Big Ten, three non-conference. Um, but right now we're waiting for final approval from the medical committee uh, on what the testing protocols are gonna be for that. And then we need the Big Ten to actually give us like, you know, within our pods, who's, you know, which what's gonna be home and away. So. We're probably still, unfortunately, a couple of weeks away from a specific schedule, but we are definitely have, we've made headway. We're moving a lot closer to knowing what that's going to be. Okay. And the last question that we have, this can be for either of you, assuming that there is a season, what is the team's goal and like the motto for the team this year? What's our goal, Abby? We kind of have the unfinished business motto of we just want to start where we left off last year. And I mean, our end goal is national championship. Like 
we have the we have the depth, we have the skills, we have the talent. I think we're ready and we're we know they're one of the top teams. Yeah. We agree. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I think you know at, at this level there's so much talent in the NCAA and you know there there are some teams that might have you know bigger names and whatnot when you put the gymnastics on the floor if the judges are judging the gymnastics um, I think that we can hold up with with anybody out there and it's just going to be you know who wants it the most who believes in themselves who's going to carry themselves with the kind of confident to be able to go out there but absolutely we expect to be you know in the finals on the floor competing for the opportunity to be at the top of the podium All right, so I want to dive a little bit deeper into this Michigan team, talk about potential lineups and what we think is going to happen this season and all that good stuff. So let's start by talking about what Michigan is losing from last season, because they had a pretty good senior class. Yeah, they did. And I think that Lexi Funk is going to be the biggest shoes this team has to fill this year. Lexi Funk was a phenomenal beam worker. She was also great on floor, and she competed those two events consistently throughout her career. So I definitely think that's going to be the main spot that they're going to be looking to fill this season. Michigan's also losing Maddie Osman, Sam Javenbach, and Maggie O'Hara, who's actually going to be doing her fifth year at the University of Arkansas, which is really exciting. It is, yeah. Maggie was, she mostly competed bars and beam for Michigan, and she's phenomenal on those two events, and I'm really excited to see, you know, what she's going to be doing in Arkansas, if we'll see, you know, her on floor, mm-hmm. other events. I guess that remains to be seen, but I will say, it's been weird seeing her wearing red when yeah. she posts on her Instagram, you know, photos and videos from practice at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit weird, but I like it, though. I think Arkansas is a team on the rise. I'm kind of starting to fall in love with that team a little bit, and I'm interested to see how she's going to score in the SEC conference, because we all know scoring tends to be on the lower side in the Big Ten conference, so I'm kind of looking forward to seeing, you know, how the judges are going to treat her in the SEC conference, so we'll have to stay tuned for that. Now, the good news for Michigan is that even though they lost a really talented senior class, they just so happen to be gaining a really strong freshman class. So perhaps the biggest name I would say is probably Carly Bauman from Chowage Gymnastics. She is a two-time Nastia Cup qualifier. She actually won the Nastia Cup in the junior division in 2017. And she is also a seven-time Geo National Champion. So she won twice in the all-around, three times on bars, and two times on beam. Casual. (laughs) So that is a a theme, I would say, with Michigan and their recruiting. They tend to recruit really top-notch level 10 athletes. And they have a lot of athletes coming in that are usually multiple-time Geo National Champions. Another big catch for Michigan is Naomi Morrison. She's actually the sister of former Washington gymnast Faith Morrison, but I would say Naomi's pretty incredible in her own right. She's a four-time JO National Qualifier, and she actually finished fourth on vault and second on floor in 2019, so I expect big things from her this year. Michigan is also getting Reina Gigino from Florida. She placed fifth at States in 2019 and then went on to place 13th at Regionals. 
So Raina was actually originally committed to Eastern Michigan, which I'm sure most of you guys know this by now, but I go to Eastern Michigan, so I follow that gymnastics team pretty closely, and it's right down the road from U of M, and I was following Raina when she committed to Eastern, and then one day she just committed to Michigan, so that was a nice surprise. You stay winning. Right, I can't complain <laughs> about that. So looking forward to seeing what she can contribute to the team this season, and you know, in the future as well. And last but not least, we have Jenna Mulligan. She's actually a walk-on to this Michigan team, but don't let that fool you. She's actually really incredible. So she qualified to JO Nationals in 2018, and she placed fifth in the nation on floor exercise. That's a great event for her. She has an E-pass on floor, a full N, and then she also has a pretty nice vault. She does a one and a half, and I definitely think that, you know, we'll get into that here in a minute, but she's definitely in contention for some of Michigan's lineups, despite the fact that she's a walk-on. So really excited to see what she can bring to this team. I think the thing that excites me the most about this Michigan team is just how deep they are. Mm-hmm. They have so many girls that can contribute in the lineups and so many girls that could easily make the lineup, but the problem is there's just so many girls to choose from. Somebody that... who is deserving and able to be in the lineup is going to be left off exactly. just because there's not enough room in right. the lineup. <laughs> I mean, it's a good problem to have, but... so. With the lineups that we have here today, these are just based off of, first of all, it's our opinions, so take it for what it is, but we're basing this off of what we saw last season, what we have seen so far on social media. Michigan's done a pretty good job of posting updates from in the gym this season, which is good, and we're also just basing it off of this interview with Bev and some of the information that, you know, they gave us here today, so... Why don't you go ahead, Brittany, and start by giving us the vault lineup? Okay, so we have Annie Maxim in the leadoff spot. Then we have Abby Brenner, Naomi Morrison, Sierra Brooks, Natalie Wojcik, and in the anchor position, Gabby Wilson. Now, I'd like to point out that that is a lineup full of 10 start values. Yeah. Every single one of those girls is an one and a half, except for Annie Maxon. She does a suit calf, and she does it very, very well, might I add. Yes. So we think she would make a great leadoff because she's really consistent. She did not go below 9-8 during her sophomore year. So she was injured last season. She had an elbow injury. But her first year at Michigan, which was her sophomore year, again, she did not go below 9-8. So I think that's very telling and a great person to have as the leadoff for the lineup to kind of set the tone and get things rolling. I think another thing that's really important to know is that if somebody goes down with an injury or if somebody needs a break, Michigan has girls that can step in and also contribute a 10 start value. So like we just said, there's so many girls that could make the lineup, but they might not just because there's not enough room. And vault is the biggest place you see that, I feel like. Yeah. Not many teams in the nation, I feel like, can say they have a complete lineup full of 10 start values and then have really three or four girls in, you know, the background that are also capable of doing a big 10 start value ball. Right. So as Bev mentioned, Carly Bauman's going to be doing a half on front pike. That's a 10 start value. That is a new vault for her and we haven't seen it yet. So she obviously hasn't competed in the past and then she also... At know, least not to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. I believe I've only seen her doing a full. Yeah, I don't think I've seen her doing that either. But then also we haven't seen any updates, you know, from Michigan yet with a video of her doing that vault. So I'm hesitant to put her in my personal like mental lineup right now, but I think as the season progresses, she's definitely going to be someone that could be in the lineup. 
You mentioned Jenna Mulligan earlier. She's another one and a half that could go in the lineup if need be. Yeah, so I will say I think Jenna has a little bit of form issues that she needs to work on just from seeing, you know, videos of her last year. Or not last year, but I guess 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, Feels like last year. (laughs) I know. I'm like, half the time I forget what year it is. I know. 2020 is just (laughs) canceled. But anyways, I think she has a little bit of form issues, like I mentioned, that might prevent her from actually getting a spot in the lineup just because the girls that are currently in the lineup are a lot cleaner and I think you know in college gymnastics obviously that matters along with your ability to be able to stick the landing so but she's definitely someone who can be in the mix I think and even if she's not in the lineup this year she could be you know really the next three years of her gymnastics career at Michigan somebody who's in contention. I also want to mention Maddie Mariani and then Abby High School. They're both ones that have really, really nice Yuchenko foals. That's what they've competed in the past. Beautiful height, form, everything about it is perfect. And it scores well. Mm-hmm. There are a pair of athletes that could go in at the beginning of the lineup if need be and kind of set the tone. But... The cool thing is they also can do one and a half. So, you know, Bev said that Maddie Mariani can do a one and a half. And then also last season, I believe we heard Abby High School was going to debut a one and a half. She was supposed to do it at Michigan's last home meet of the season. But of course that got canceled. So we never saw it. But... That's something that we can also hopefully look forward to maybe this season. Yeah. I definitely think that Vault is going to be this team's strongest event. The biggest thing for them, and I think even for the coaches where they're trying to pick these lineups, is just who's going to be the most consistent and who's capable of sticking at it. I mean, obviously, that's the last thing the judge sees. That's what's going to really, you know, propel some of these girls to getting a big score is they got to be able to stick the landing consistently week in and week out. So that's going to be the main thing that really depends on who's in the lineup, who's out, you know, what position they're actually in in the lineup. And also that makes a difference with Michigan's, you know, chances of being competitive in the NCAA finals. That's something that... Teams like Oklahoma and Florida, they, they're really good at sticking those landings, and I think that's an area that in the past Michigan has struggled a little bit with, and that's usually where they're giving away those tenths. So I would like to see them really focusing on those landings this season, and if they can do that, I feel like vault's going to be a huge event for them. Moving on to bars, we have Maddie Mariani in the leadoff spot, Abby Brenner, Gabby Wilson, Sierra Brooks, then Carly Bauman, and then in the anchor position, Natalie Wojcik. I feel like the first and second position in this lineup could really change. You could take out one of these girls and put somebody else in. You could switch people around and have it still make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe that Maddie Mariani is a great leadoff. I think she was super consistent last year. She was pretty much in the mid-9-8 range to even 9-9 sometimes with being in the second position. So even if you move her to that first spot, she's a really consistent leadoff and she can get the team going on the right foot. We have Brenner in the second spot, and I want to mention a couple weeks ago now we saw an upgrade for her. Well, an upgrade for college. She's done it in the past in J.O., but a double layout with a full twist. Beautifully done. Can't wait to see that hopefully this season. And then Sierra Brooks also has a laid out full end, so it'll be Which, cool to see two of those in Michigan's lineup. Yeah. Well, and also Reina Gino, she also has been doing one, mm-hmm. so it's like... They have, Hers is really, really nice, too. Yeah. So they really have, you know, a couple of girls who can bring in kind of that wow factor with the big dismount. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you have Natalie Wojcik in the anchor position with her amazing Delchev that the gym tonight just dies over. I feel like the crowd, when she does that, there's just like a... <gasps> 
I know. In the arena. <laughs> it's really fun to watch it in slow-mo. Because mm-hmm. she's just so clean and she does it so nicely. And she gets so much height on it, too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I could just watch that all day on repeat. I know. <laughs> One person who's not in the lineup that I really, really, really want to be in the lineup is Abby High School. She's actually one of my favorite bar workers on Michigan's team, so... I'm like, why do we not have her in this lineup? But again, it's like we said already. Blame it on the depth. Right. There's just so many girls to choose from. Abby is so good. I mean, she has like perfect toe point, hits the handstand. She has a packed salto. She keeps her legs glued together. I mean, really, she is like a textbook bar worker. The only thing I will say is she doesn't always stick the dismount. And I feel like that's kind of something that could prevent her from making the lineup, especially if everybody else is really consistent and they are sticking those landings. But that's not to say that, you know, as the season goes on, you know, she's working hard in the gym. She could definitely find herself in that lineup. For sure. Other potential lineup options is Nicoletta Kulos. We saw her at Michigan's exhibition last year, and she actually looked pretty good in that event. Mm -hmm. So she's somebody that Bev indicated has been working hard and is looking good so far this season. Maybe we'll get to see her in the lineup. Lauren Farley is another option. She's somebody that, coming into Michigan, I didn't view her as a bar worker, and I didn't think that we'd ever see her in the lineup. But she's someone who occasionally throughout the years will be thrown into the lineup when somebody, you know, is out with an injury or someone is resting she's kind of been the go-to person to put in and, and plug she, into that spot and she always delivers yeah and you know last season she had a new dismount she changed it from a double front to a double layout and i'm really pleased with that upgrade because the double front was a little bit inconsistent kind of hard to stick but she's really found the landing with the double layout and she sticks it almost every time so that's nice to see yes Annie Maxim is also someone that we've seen in Michigan's bar lineup in the past, and she's great on that event. Honestly, it's her best event, so it's kind of funny that we don't have her in the bar lineup, but I would consider that her best event. And then Naomi Morrison is another person that we've seen in Michigan's recent exhibition. They posted, like, a bar exhibition that they did, and she looks pretty good on that event. That was something that I didn't really expect from her. I didn't, you know, coming into Michigan, I'd really only seen her on vault and floor and expected her to be kind of like a power gymnast but she's pretty decent on bars she has a very beautiful ginger release move she keeps her legs together on that a nice high full and dismount so i'm expecting a lot of big things from her this season yeah lots of potential and you know speaking of that exhibition somebody that we didn't see was carly ballman and you know we do have her in our lineup here so not sure what's going on there, but I have high hopes for Carly on bar. She's a great bar worker. I encourage everybody to go look up her bar team from JO Nationals in 2018. She actually won that year, and it was a gorgeous routine. Hits her handstands. She has a double front dismount. We mentioned Lauren Farley had at one point. Yeah, just a great bar worker, and I think that you know she can bring in possibly some really big scores for Michigan, and I think that you know even though we haven't seen her yet at Michigan on bars... I feel like she's justified being, you know, in that fifth position because I feel like her technique is just so good that she's going to bring in a big score as long as she's hitting her routine. Moving on to Beam, we have Lauren Farley in the leadoff spot, Abby High School in the second spot, Mary Mariani in the third position, Sierra Brooks in the fourth, Carly Bauman in the fifth position, and Natalie Wojcik as the anchor. Of course, when you have an NCAA beam champion on your team, you have to have her in the anchor spot. Right. It's a given. And technically, she's the reigning NCAA beam champion because we didn't have championships last year. So, like, she's still the queen of the beam. Right, exactly. We technically could still call her the reigning NCAA beam champion. So this beam lineup is 
pretty much the same as what Michigan had last season. The only difference is taking out Lexi Funk. And then we personally think Bauman is the best fit for the beam lineup just because that is one of her stronger events. Mm -hmm. But I like this team. I think that, you know, this team... I feel comfortable with them going out and hitting their routines because they've already done that time and time again. I think Abby High School may be the biggest question mark. She kind of is hit or miss on beam. I do feel like, though, she has progressed. You know, from her freshman year to her sophomore year, she's developed quite a bit. Yeah. And she does have a lot of potential on beam. She just got to find a little more confidence, maybe. Yeah, I definitely feel like she was sort of, you know, starting to hit her stride on beam. She does have a career high of a 9.925 in this event, so mm-hmm. definitely not somebody that should be overlooked. Um, even if, you know, she may not have the most consistent track record so far, she's very much capable of bringing in a big score. I also love Sierra Brooks on this event. She has huge difficulty for the college level. She has a triple series, which is really nicely done. And she also has a front toss, which I personally love front tosses. I don't know why. She's so consistent with that. I love it. And then she also does a double back dismount, which you don't see very often in college gymnastics. So love that she goes all out and is throwing the big skills. I also want to say... I hope this is the year that Natalie gets the 10 on beam. I feel like she's on the brink of it. She's hit so many routines that, in my opinion, could totally be a 10. She hasn't gotten it yet. So that's just something that I'm personally hoping for this season. We're manifesting it. (laughs) So Michigan has a couple girls on beam as well that could go into the lineup. Abby Brenner hasn't competed beam yet. She's done a couple exhibitions before, but haven't seen her in the lineup. Gabby Wilson is another one that I'd love to see break into the lineup at some point. Hasn't been in it yet. Nicoletta Kulos also has exhibitioned, has not been in the lineup yet. So Michigan has some girls that have, you know, been practicing and kind of preparing themselves to get into the lineup. Looking for their chance to shine on beam. Maybe it's coming. So hopefully we'll see that this season. Also, Naomi Morrison, I feel like she's another person that you know, could potentially come in on beam as well. I will say that historically beam has always been a good event for Michigan. They've, you know, they're not the kind of team that like struggles to put together lineups. They always have people waiting in the wings who are capable of stepping in, even if it's at the last second, like Abby High School would do last season, where they can come in and just go and get that big score. I think that this event is going to be a strong event for the team still this season, despite the loss of Lexi Funk and Maggie O'Hara. I think we forgot to mention in the beginning that she was also somebody who was in the lineup last year for Michigan on this event. And last but not least, we have Floor. So in the leadoff spot, we have Nicoletta Kulos. In the second spot, we have Annie Maxim. Third, we have Abby Brenner. Fourth, Natalie Wojcik. Fifth, Sierra Brooks. And sixth in the anchor position is Gabby Wilson. I think the biggest surprise in this lineup is Annie Maxim, and I think a lot of people may be listening and thinking, like, why do they have her in on that event? But I think her tumbling is very clean and totally underrated. Yeah, so she did an exhibition performance at Michigan's exhibition last season before she got injured, and I was really, really impressed with her floor routine. I feel like she has really clean tumbling, solid landings. I went and did my research. I looked up some, you know, routines that she did from her J.O. career, and it she was just really steady on floor. She kind of reminds me of 
former Michigan Wolverine Emma McLean. She's similar in just the way that she has controlled landings. So I don't know. I, I think I'm putting her in just because I'm hopeful and I'm optimistic about what she can do on floor. And also Michigan has posted some videos of her tumbling and she looks great. So, I mean, as of right now, I feel good about her you know, chances of going up and doing a floor routine. And I think also, if my memory is correct, when she did her floor routine, you know, as an exhibition, I believe she scored a 985. So... Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Don't ask me why or how I remember that, because my memory is garbage and I don't remember, like, anything. But for some reason, that's just, like, stored in my brain. It must be important, so... You want to know what lives in my brain rent-free? Michigan's Floratines. Like <laughs> I said in the interview with Bev and Abby, truly, I know all of Michigan's Floratines from, like, the last, like, 10 years, I would say. Mm-hmm. You can pull up any routine on YouTube. I can do it with them. And I do it in the stands. I'm a proud Michigan fan here. So (laughs) that goes to both of us. Me and you were both like crazy when it comes to Michigan and the Florida teams in particular. (laughs) I just think, like you said, I have a really bad memory too. But like choreography, like it just, it sticks. (laughs) Love it. So other than Maxim, what do you think of this lineup? I... I feel like it's a pretty strong team. I mean, a lot of these girls we saw in the lineup last season, I feel like Wilson is the perfect anchor. I'm kind of waiting for her to get a 10 on that event. I feel like she's just kind of like the boom, mic drop, like the grand finale. I know. And now I'm like really anxious to see her choreography Mm because they were kind of making it sound like it's going to be really good. So I'm like, what is it? What do you think it is? Honestly, if I had to take a guess, I think she's going to do like the viral TikTok dances. That's kind of what I was thinking. And like, maybe I'm wrong. I have like absolutely nothing to base that off of. I just, that's my guess. Well, when they said that, I immediately started thinking like, what could it be that, you know, it's that great so either way it's gonna be amazing Mm -hmm. and I think that having Sierra Brooks and Gabby Wilson right at the end it's sort of like a one-two punch they Mm -hmm. both go up have very clean high tumbling they're really consistent with the landings I think that you know having those two to finish Mm -hmm. off is really what's gonna bring in the big scores and then you also have Natalie Wojcik too Mm -hmm. she's amazing on floor so and a lot of e-passes there too yeah you have with Brenner Wojcik Brooks and Wilson you know that's Four e-passes right there. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And, you know, Bev also said they have a few girls who are training them, like Carly Bauman, um, Jenna Mulgan competed one throughout her J.O. career. And Maddie Mariani. That was another one that Bev mentioned, you know, possibly adding a full lineup this year on floor. So. And I think Naomi Morrison's also training one I saw. So. Uh They just have like a plethora of full ones. (laughs) Just like they have the one and a half sun ball. (laughs) I love it. Abby High School is another person who's competed in the past. She's been in the lineup. I think a few times, just kind of sporadic. It's not really like a consistent spot, but she's also exhibitioned a few times. So she's another likely option on this event. So overall, what do you think of Michigan's chances this season? I feel like in the Big Ten, they're dominant. They kind of have been for a long time now. And I we come to expect it. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to change this season. I expect them I don't to... think it's going to change anytime soon. <laughs> like even in the next like five years. Okay, true, true. But they're just so good, and they just keep getting better, and I just love this team. And, yeah, if everything goes as planned, I can see them winning the regular season Big Ten title again. I can see them winning another Big Ten title at the end of the season. And then, yeah, I see them making it to nationals and, you know, being a real contender, not only to make the four on the floor, but, you know, to win the national title, do I see? Yeah. 
Well, I know a lot of people last year on the gym chat when we were all kind of given our predictions for who's going to be in the final four at nationals. And a lot of people had Michigan, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people. So I think that's something that if they can keep that momentum going that they had last season, and I believe that they will, that they're going to be unstoppable, I think. And I do think there are people out there that kind of sleep on Michigan a little bit just because... You know, they haven't won a national title before, and they haven't made it to the finals since 2011. So I think people just kind of forget. And then also, you know, they don't have any of the huge names. You know, like in the past, it's always about Kyla Ross and Maggie Nichols. And, I mean, rightfully so, they're amazing. I'm not trying to say that they're not. But, you know, all these big-name elite gymnasts. Yeah, and Michigan doesn't necessarily have it on their team, but... You know, don't count them out because this is a really, really strong team. And I think, you know, if last season was an indication of anything, it's that this team is, you know, just as good as some of those top-ranked Pac-12 and SEC teams. I mean, and yeah, they were, like, for a couple weeks, really close to getting a 1-9-8. Mm-hmm. Almost three weeks in a row, you know, elevate the stage. Then the following weekend at home. And then the last meet of the season, Oklahoma, they, again, had a really high 1-9-7 score. And it's not a coincidence. It's, it's not, you know, just them getting lucky or just having one really good meet like this team is really good and they have the potential to hit those big scores so my final words here going out don't sleep on Michigan they're coming for that natty title in 2021 and go blue (laughs) thank you so much to Bev and Abby for coming on our show this week you guys are amazing and we can't wait to cheer you on this season best of luck to the team and as always go blue Next week, we will be covering another top NCAA team, but we're going to keep it a secret, so you'll have to check back next Monday to find out which team we break down next. In the meantime, make sure you check out our new website. It's in the bio of our social media accounts, as well as in the show notes below. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AllThingsGymPod. We love you guys. We hope you have an amazing week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.